Hello, everybody. Zach back here with Clutch Crew Sports. Today, we're going to be, Eric, or I should say, Eric and I are going to be showing you guys some of the scores and our notable takeaways from week five of the NFL. So that's what's planned for the episode. If you guys, for whatever reason, are not fans of the NFL, I suggest not watching this, but <laughs> I doubt you <laughs> episode if you if you are not an NFL fan but uh but so we we have some important channel updates to provide you guys uh, we are transitioning we're really changing all of our show formats so our reaction episodes are now being broke being broken into two episodes uh one episode is just purely college based so we look at all those college games and talk about them. And then the other episode is purely NFL-based. We just purely look at the episodes for the NFL, and the episodes will be shorter in length than the normal reaction videos since we don't since we're not combining the two sports anymore. Uh, and of course we'll hit the main games, the close games and games that we watched and really really focused on to give you guys some some analysis. I'm not going to say analysisizing, but as <laughs> last week. <laughs> hey, that's okay, man. You 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 had that botch in our uh, episode last week, but if you're listening to this, if you didn't listen to the college episode yet, I uh, I had a botch in that one. So <laughs> we all we all make mistakes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's what happens when when you're unfiltered and everything. Um, but. Yeah, so so we've got the new reaction videos format, and then we instead of having our prediction episodes for college and, and pro, we are gonna change that episode into being a story type of episode where each member of the the episode is gonna have one to two different topics or stories from around any real sport that they wish to talk about. And so they'll kind of be leading the discussion on that topic. And it'll be like a round table discussion for all the group members to participate in. If we have something, if we disagree with a member's opinion, we'll all disagree with them. And we're just going to kind of, it'll just be really like miscellaneous shows. So it's, we might be going from talking about the NBA to, college to someone throwing in a baseball story or uh or just like a refereeing event it, it could be anything it's truly it could be open Collins was bad commentary oh yeah <laughs> we've already talked about that so i don't think we'll be bringing that back up but it it could be esports like we could talk about 2k or madden uh it's really going to be fun and it's really going to be different each and every week so Instead of kind of hearing the same predictions of, oh, I think this will win, this will win. Uh, it's really going to be different every week. It's going to be a lot of fun to record, and and I'm looking forward to, to doing those episodes. So those will be the first one will be coming out on Friday for you guys. And those will be scheduled routinely coming out on Fridays until otherwise but that's that's the plan for now and also we have uh as i see eric is editing some mistake that i 
I did not put the team Minnesota winning the game there <laughs> for some reason, but good catch by Eric. I, I got you. I got you. Although now I can't <laughs> figure out how to get my keyboard. Oh, I got to click the chart. Okay, there we go. Like, I can't get the keyboard out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't, man, it's bad I already forgot. I don't remember Zach mentioned it. I know he mentioned it in the college episode, but we're recording this at the same time as we did the college one. But Zach's laptop charger is broken and his laptop is dead. So I am doing the share screen, but I'm doing it on my phone, which is a little difficult. So this. uh, uh, Yeah. yeah, So, yeah, I was going to say normally for these reaction videos, we're going to try and make them a lot, especially on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, they're going to be a lot more it's going to be a lot more to see we're going to kind of put more pictures up more videos up but due to the technical difficulties in doing this on like phones and stuff it's kind of hard to do that yeah so we will have one in this one but it will be definitely having more in the future so yep uh and then another kind of new thing to to keep an eye on i'm not gonna spoil it or, or not gonna give you guys hints on it but we are coming out with an official introduction uh, to our videos. So up until this point on Anchor, it's really just been some music. And then some episodes have yeah. like a, have like a little spiel and then others don't. And none of the YouTube episodes have anything. But our goal is to hopefully by next week. So next week's reaction videos, hopefully we can roll it out a new specialized introduction it's gonna be a lot of fun and we we, we can't wait for it to be yeah we, we, we had a nice <laughs> uh, meeting about this so we're uh we're excited to bring this to you but we're definitely going to spend you know a good amount of time putting it together we don't want to just like rush it you know and yeah be oh. generic you know we're gonna we're gonna make it good so stay tuned stay tuned yeah so we're leaving you in the dark with that, but trust me, you'll you'll want to be there when it comes out to to see what it's all about, because because I I really like what we decided on. So, with that being said, we'll get into today's episode of NFL predictions for Week Five, of the NFL season, and once again, I'll let Eric take the rein for bringing up the scores. Yeah, thank you, Zach. I will definitely be happy to do that. I. Uh... Normally, this would normally be a Zach thing, but since I'm having to do the share screen on my phone, it's kind of hard to see everybody's picks. So since I'm the one that's able to scroll and everything, just like I did in the college episode, I will be taking over. Uh, before I want to, or before I get into the scores, I want to give a shout out to the Miami Dolphins for not losing this week. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they were uh, they were on bye week, so them and the Lions, so the. Dolphins did not lose because they could not lose. So I, I sadly, as a Jaguars fan, I used to use that all the time back in the day. So when we would be like two and fourteen or four and twelve every year, so it's nice to at least for me to not have to do that. But uh, getting into the games here, the Thursday night game was crazy. I'm just going to kind of run through them all first, and then we'll go back and talk about the ones we want to talk about. But I know this is definitely one we're going to talk about. The Rams end up. Losing, sorry, I had a. Oh, I guess I had another botch there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought I misread that for a second. I was like, wait, the Seahawks won this game. Yeah, the Seahawks won thirty to twenty nine, and Nate and I got that one right. Zach and Connor got that one wrong. But 
really the Rams should have won this game. So definitely can't fault Connor and Zach for picking them. But we're going to get back to that one in a little bit. The Cardinals get their first win over the Bengals. 26 to 20. <laughs> Shout out, Uncle Steve. Oh, I said that. Uh, they get the first win over the Bengals, 26 to 23. Uh, very close game there. Probably we're not really going to talk about that one too much, but congrats to the Cardinals for getting their first win on the road there. And then the one good result in the AFC South for Zach and myself was that the Buffalo Bills beat the Titans 14 to 7. I don't think we'll be talking about that one too much either, but. This game was definitely more proof, though, that Buffalo's defense is legit. I mean, I forgot to mention in the Cardinals-Bengals game, we did all pick the Cardinals to win, and we got that one right. And then for the Bills and Titans, Connor, Nate, and myself got that one right. Zach got that one wrong, but he's probably not complaining too hard about that Uh, one. (laughs) I'm fine with getting that wrong. (laughs) If there was one red game that Zach wanted to see, it was that one. Yeah. and then uh, the Bears lose to the Raiders. Bit of a surprise here. We we all got this one wrong. We thought the Bears were going to win it. Close game, but the Raiders were dominating 17-0 to at one point, and then the Bears came back and got the lead. But shout out to the Raiders for not giving up and getting that late touchdown to win it. When the Bears came back and got the lead, I thought for sure they were going to win. But crazy game there for sure. Dare, dare I say did John Gruden win the Khalil Mack trade? <laughs> That's oh yeah, Dang, I didn't. Even think that for, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together there with that storyline. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I'm not willing to say that he won the trade, obviously, but I mean, they won this game. So yeah, um, yeah shout out to them. The Raiders are three and two now too. I, if you had told me the Raiders would be three and two at this point, I would have thought you were crazy. So uh, shout out to them for overperforming so far this year and then the next game was uh my highlight moment of the week for me with the saints beating the bucks 31 to 24 i was the only one that got this one right the rest picked tampa but after tampa's 55 point performance against the rams last week it was i can definitely see why the guys picked them um and then the vikings go into New York and beat the Giants 28 to 10. Nate and I got this one right. Zach and Connor got this one wrong. I know uh, Gallman went out for the Giants with a concussion, so I don't even know who the Giants had left at running back at that point. That probably was a big hindrance for them offensively, but Kirk Cousins, obviously, we mentioned in the college episode that Texas Tech must have listened to our episode because they redeemed themselves after Zach's rant last week, but Kirk Cousins must have also listened to our last episode as well because we were kind of <laughs> yeah. ba- we were kind of bashing him oh, for yeah. uh, his terrible. <laughs> yeah, he heard it somehow because uh, he we were bashing him for his terrible performance against the Bears last week. But he had a much better game this week, much more efficient, and that led to the Vikings getting the win. Next game, Eagles destroyed the Jets thirty-one to six. This was. Uh, I believe this was all of our survival picks except for Zach. Let me see here. Yep. Yeah, so I was a little worried about this pick as my survival pick early on because there were rumors that Darnold was going to come back, but then when he was still rumored, which I don't fully believe in Darnold as a franchise quarterback, but he's better than everybody else they have. So when it was announced that he was still out with the mono, 
I felt I had no worries in the Eagles getting this one done, as did everybody else in our group picking them. And then this Baltimore Steelers game was a bit crazy. I didn't get to see this, but Baltimore gets the win 26 to 23. We all got that right, but a lot closer than I would have expected going in. And then especially too, because Mason Rudolph got hurt in this game. He got a concussion. And I already forgot who the Steelers' third-string quarterback was that came in in relief of him. But I do have to give the shout-out. It would have been Dobbs. It would have been Dobbs if they hadn't traded him to the Jags. But, yeah, um, yeah, I forgot his name already. That's bad. But, uh, I I mean, I have to give the Steelers some credit for hanging in there with their third-string quarterback. But Baltimore ultimately gets the win. And I believe it was in overtime, too, right? Yeah, it was in overtime. Yeah, so crazy ending there. New England and the Redskins, we won't talk about that too much. They won 33-7, to but there was a little bit of scare early in the game because Washington had a 7-0 lead, and it seemed like New England's offense couldn't get it together. But they finally, kind of like the Tennessee-Georgia game we talked about in the college, <laughs> like New England got yeah. it. Win. So New England got the win by 26. That was Zach's survival pick. We all got that right. And then heartbreaker for Zach and myself, the – Jaguars lose 34 to 27 to the Panthers. Zach, uh, we all got it wrong except for Connor. So that, there's a shout out moment for Connor getting that one right. <laughs> We're going to break that game down in a little bit. And then the Texans destroy the Falcons 53 to 32. Zach and I both watched the, this game. So we're going to talk about that as well. Um, and then the Broncos get their first win against the Chargers. This was a big surprise. For all of us, we all picked the Chargers. Uh, Denver gets the win 20-13 to 13 on the road. So congrats to them for getting their first win. Melvin Gordon came back and was, eh, didn't do much. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> fantasy team hurt me there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, in our Clutch Crew League, I needed him and not good. Um, and then I'm briefly going to talk about this game a little bit. Obviously, for those of you that no, me, I am engaged to Susan, who is a Cowboys fan. She is not happy about this result. They lose 34-24 to to the Packers. Nate and I got this wrong. Connor and Zach got it right. And then this was probably the biggest upset of the whole day was the Colts beating the Chiefs 19-13. to I was still at work when most of this game was going on, and then I watched the rest of the Jags game. So I did not see this, but just seeing that the Chiefs lost at home and only scoring 13 points, that's crazy. So we'll probably talk about that one a little bit too. But um, so going back up here, I know we were going to talk about the Rams-Seahawks first. Um, This came down to the very end with Zuerlein missing a, I believe it was a 44-yard field goal at the end that would have won it for the Rams. But... I think they probably still should have won the game anyway. There was a very questionable roughing the passer call on Clay Matthews called against Russell Wilson here. I'm going to play it on the screen. Zach, you can see this, right, with the screen sharing? Yeah, you haven't started. Yeah, I can see it. That's okay, yeah. So I'm going to start it. Just let it let it play out here. I know they show it a couple of times. So you're going to see him kind of roll out to the right here and Clay Matthews comes in. And 
I don't know what your thoughts on this were, Zach, but to me, I'm not really sure what the ref saw here because he hits him. Yeah, this is a better view here in slow-mo. He did. He hit him in the shoulder. He definitely did not hit him in the helmet. I don't know if maybe because when Russell Wilson's head kind of bounced back, if they thought that, if they thought that Clay Matthews hit him in the head, but it was pretty obvious that he didn't. And he also hit him right as he threw the ball. So it wasn't like he hit him like well after he threw the pass or something. But um, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, so obviously Clay Matthews has been known for kind of costing his team with these type of penalties back in Green Bay last year. Uh, but it's tough to tell. I mean, this could go either way, I think. It, if they hadn't called it, I don't think it would have been as big of an uproar as as them calling it. But I can see why they did because he does lean – if you. If you look right here, he doesn't need to push. You know, he leads with his crown of his helmet there, I think. That's kind of what I think drew the flag because, I don't know, I just don't think he needed to do that in that situation. Uh, it's not a vicious hit to the head or, or anything like that. It's just, I I think when it's an isolated thing like this and you're, you're fully solely looking at it like this i can defend the referees a little bit on this i don't think it's as nearly as bad as the ones last year or some of the other ones that i've heard Uh, i can't confirm this actually happened or not but i was watching a like a stream of a packers fans reaction to the play-by-play of the packers cowboys game and he got all upset and he got all worked up about uh, a roughing the passer penalty against his team where he said it was like the guy just like tapped the helmet and kind of like the Chiefs Patriots game where Brady got that that call in his favor where the Chiefs guy just kind of like taps him on the helmet, not even like hard or anything. But they called a penalty on it, and (laughs) so he said it was something like that. I can't confirm it because I wasn't watching the game, but something stuff like that I think is would be worse of a of a roughing the passer thing. But this one, I mean, it's tough. It could go either way, I think, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's egregious or like create you know like i don't think this is the worst referee decision of the year by far so yeah it almost makes me kind of wonder i mean the bad thing about this would be that it would make the games probably take longer but since they do let pass interference be challengeable it almost makes you wonder if they should make roughing the passer be challengeable too but but then that just adds to, to complications so that this is something we could talk about for a long time probably but even aside from the roughing the passer call, though, the Rams missing that the zero line missing that field goal at the end of the game. I mean, they, Rams still had every chance to win this game. So I don't 
probably upsetting if you're a Rams fan right now because you lose to the Bucks, you give up 55 points to the Bucks, and then you turn around and you know lose in a heartbreaking fashion like this. But they're still three and two, and there's still a long way to go. So yeah, Rams fans I, shouldn't be panicking too much yet. I would I would definitely say trending down, um, but not it's not over or anything. It's just they've got a tough division to play in, a lot tougher than I thought with San Francisco currently being undefeated as we record this. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Trending down and start – the decision to make Jared Goff like the highest-paid quarterback is starting to look bad. But because yeah, <laughs> I saw, I I saw – there, there were some – and the little bit that I saw at the end of the game, he had – he did have one interception and then – which it kind of bounced off the Rams receiver's hands, but it wasn't – the greatest throw. And then he had two other passes towards the end of the game that could have been, they were incomplete, but they could have been intercepted. They were very possible that they could have been intercepted. So he's up, but I, from what I saw though, he did pretty well throughout most of the game. So I'm not going to give him too much flack for it, but But, yeah, um, they got to get that game going too. Like they got to get that. They got to get that fixed. Yeah, for sure. So, We'll go on to the next one. Um, the next one that we were going to talk about a little bit, we were mainly going to give Connor the floor on this one, but he wasn't able to be in this episode, was the Ravens and Steelers. But I'm not sure what his takeaways are going to be on this because, I mean, I have to give their defense credit for getting three interceptions on Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, with Rudolph having a concussion, he shouldn't be out too, too long, but they're definitely in a bind if they have to play their third string quarterback again next week. I, I don't know if you um, had any uh, takeaways from this game or not, or if we, wait, uh, I'll, I'll just briefly, I'll briefly say what I think. Yeah. So I think next week's Sunday night matchup is currently Steelers and chargers, which in my opinion should be flexed out because that's not going to be good. Uh, especially with Pittsburgh being down to their third quarterback. But, yeah, it's – I honestly – this is kind of like that Iowa-Michigan game, I think. It's it's a game Baltimore had to win, uh, and they they won it. It wasn't very pretty of a win. They should have won by more probably, but uh, they're, Baltimore is not looking like the Baltimore they were the first couple weeks. I think the overreactions of those, those first weeks when they played Arizona and Miami – are now starting to settle in that, you know, Baltimore is not like Super Bowl favorites like people were saying they were. And then Pittsburgh's having a down year, obviously, now to their third quarterback. They've got to have low expectations. But <laughs> I see a tweet just popped up on the screen there. I didn't yeah, see what I get it these, said. Yeah, I like, suggested tweets that I never look at. I, I don't know what <laughs> Twitter thinks of, like... Well, something about like a grown man. Like, you yeah, a grown I man. Saw, I, I just saw, like, LMAO. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, anyway. Some weirdo. Some 12-year-old kids, probably. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's what NBA Twitter is all about. Uh, but, yeah, this, those are my... <laughs> those are my... Uh, those are my takeaways on that. Uh, not inspiring for, for either team. Maybe for Pittsburgh, but still, if you get a loss, that can't be inspiring. So. Yeah, and I have uh, I have Lamar Jackson, and not in my family league, but in my clutch in our clutch crew league and my blitz team league that I'm in. And um, he's been kind of underperforming here these last couple weeks. Those 
three interceptions really hurt me. So yeah. against uh, against Red Squad, I it, it looked like I had a chance to go what, maybe knock out the last undefeated person in that league, but in our league, but it but some of my players did not help me, and Lamar Jackson was one of them. So disappointed in him. But now to the game that we obviously saw every minute of Zach and myself. The well, Jack I didn't see. Was, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Zach was having some uh, <laughs> connection problems, but the Jaguars lose in a heartbreaking fashion to the Panthers, 34 to 27. They were trying to drive and maybe get like a Hail Mary at the end, and they actually had a couple of chances at it because Carolina had a, I forgot what the first penalty was. Oh, it was hands of the face on one of the Jags linemen, and then they were offsides the second time. So the Jags had three chances to try to get like a Hail Mary at the end, but they weren't able to convert it. So they they lose by seven. But my main takeaway from this game, the Jaguars' two biggest problems for me were, one, the turnovers. They, they lost the turnover battle three to zero with the three Minshew fumbles. So that's definitely got to be cleaned up. Uh, or didn't O'Shaughnessy fumble one? It was well. It was technically Minshew took the fumble on the stat line. It was, but that one was yeah. What Zach's talking about was there was a play where the Jags went to do like an inside handoff, and I wasn't sure if he was trying to hand it off to the fullback or if it was supposed to go to Fournette or what happened. But he like ran into the tight end playing fullback. And fumbled it, and then like Fournette tried to dive on it, but he wasn't able to get it, and a Carolina player picked it up. So that was just an ugly play. I'm not sure what the Jaguars were trying to do there. It was a really weird. Okay. It was a really weird looking play. I, I think Minshew took it up on the stat line though, because the tight end guy never really held the ball. Like so, Minshew went on that, but that was just a that a dumb play, but. And then another one was I know he took a he took a blindside hit, but so I can't even really fully I mean got to hold the ball better. But when they come from the blindside like that, it's it can be hard to hold on to the ball when you don't see them coming. So I don't fully blame him on that one. But the third one was his personal worst one because he was dancing yeah. around and trying to make something happen, and he wasn't really paying attention, and he held the ball out and then it got knocked out of his hands and uh, scooped up. And the, the second one that we get the blindside hit, that one went for a touchdown. So that really hurt. So, I mean, honestly, if you had told me before the game started that the Jaguars would commit three turnovers and Carolina wouldn't commit any, and the Jaguars only lost by seven, I would have been surprised by that. So I, I am going to give the Jags credit for hanging in there and fighting till the very end of the game. But, the other biggest problem was they couldn't stop the run game at all. Christian McCaffrey was tearing him up. And even at the end of the game, when he was kind of cramped up and injured and couldn't get back in the game, the backup running back had two big runs, one of them for a touchdown. Like our, our rushing yeah. defense couldn't stop a nosebleed today. So that, that those were the biggest problems. But the fact that all of that went wrong and we still only lost by seven, like, gives me encouragement that the Jaguars can still have a good season if they can, you know, if they can get some of this stuff cleaned up. But 
I don't want to say too much about the game because I want Zach to be able to provide some insight on it. So yeah, um, besides yeah, so, those two things, what else? What else did you see in this game, Zach? Yeah. So some other things I saw. Uh, still committing dumb penalties. Uh, that's not changed. It hasn't changed for three years. So I'm just not expecting it to. But it's still so frustrating. Uh, but and there there was a couple times where. The refs flew a or threw a flag off of the Jaguars touchdown, and it ended up being defensive penalties. But each time they did that, I was thinking to myself, "Oh my god, here we go again!" Like every single week, we get a touchdown taken back from a penalty. It didn't happen this time. It scared me though because I, I honestly thought they were going to be taken away. Um, so the penalties are bad. That, that definitely needs to be fixed. Uh, but other than Minchu's like ball security issues that he had, uh, I thought he played a, a really good game. Uh, he, you know, they scored Jacksonville scored twenty seven points. Uh, if you had told me that, I I would have thought they would have won. The defense really let him down this week. Uh, not being able to stop the run. Special teams did great, getting the blocked field goal. Lambeau making all of his field goals. Uh, Logan Cook continues to be one of the best punters in the game. But so special teams definitely gets an A. They they had a great game, but yeah, you can't commit all those fumbles and expect to win. But it was heartbreaking. But still, to me, anyways, when the Jags had that final drive there, which I was actually. I actually had less faith in their defense getting a stop than the offense scoring. And it's kind of different that you wouldn't think that with the Jaguars, but I actually had more faith in Minshew and more faith in the offense to score there than I did with the defense getting a stop. But yeah, I, w- I was actually going to say too, like, cause I know we had this debate a couple weeks ago when the Jaguars went for two against the Texans going for the win. If if the Jaguars had gotten a touchdown on one of those Hail Mary plays, like as time was expiring, I would have said just gone for two. And the, re- yeah, the reason same. being, the reason being, being because our defense couldn't stop them, especially in the run game. And I feel like if we had gone into overtime and then if Carolina had won the toss and got the ball, I felt like they would have just gone down and scored and won the game. Like I, I, I would have <laughs> totally gone for two in that situation if they had been able to do that. But yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, other than, I mean, Carolina is a good team, but their passing game didn't really overwhelm me in this. It wasn't even really just, it wasn't even like the whole defense that let us down It's mainly just the run stopping, but the secondary played pretty well today, and I got a. I know you have a jersey of this guy, but uh, Trey Herndon. I have to give him yep. a. I have to give him a big shout out because last week, even though we won, the Broncos were killing us in the pass game. They were attacking him almost every play. I think his final stat line was he gave up like nine catches for 136 yards or something like that. That's probably not exactly right, but it was somewhere close to that. So, but he had a much better game. I saw him, he, I mean, he had some passes given up, but nothing like against Denver. And 
he actually almost had an interception at the end of the game, although he, unfortunately, when he came down with it, he, I guess it touched the ground. The refs overturned it, but, um, and he had some pass breakups. Like, he had a much better game today, and so I have to give him a lot of credit for that because I could have seen his confidence being shot after that Denver game last week, but I guess the team rallied around him and showed him they still believe in him, and and he's an undrafted guy, so he always like an underdog story. So I have to give a shout-out to him for playing much better in this game. But really, I mean, Carolina's whole offense is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if teams can figure <laughs> out ways to contain him, then it's going to be interesting to see how their offense is going forward. Because, like I said, their wide receivers weren't impressing me that much. I don't think Greg Olson had a single catch-all game. But... They ran the ball down our throats, and Jaguars couldn't stop them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's yardage this game was just ridiculous. I I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they lost. We don't want to talk about this anymore. But um, then moving on to our uh, other divisional rival, the Houston Texans. I mean, this was just a crazy game, too, because I was kind of watching this as, on the TV as I was watching the Jaguars game. And it was a little back and forth at first. And then Houston had gotten out to a 16 to 10 lead. And then Atlanta comes back with a touchdown right before halftime. So I was thinking, OK, Atlanta's getting some momentum here. You know, maybe they can you know, turn around and win this, but the Houston Texans come out in the second half, get a touchdown, and then Atlanta punts, and then Houston gets another touchdown, and so it went from 17 to 16 to uh, 30 to 17, I think it was, and even though Atlanta was still, like, in it at that point, it just, you know, since they were still down by two scores, it really just never felt like they were in the game after that. I guess there was one point where they did get it kind of close, but then Houston went on another run. And then kind of like how the Jaguars couldn't stop Christian McCaffrey, the Falcons could not stop Will Fuller. I mean, he had a career day-to-day. I mean, I don't remember his exact stat line, but I want to say he had three touchdowns, and he actually almost had a fourth one, but he got tackled at the one-yard line. And... I think Watson threw it to his tight end on the next play, but I mean, Will Fuller was just amazing in this game. Atlanta could not contain him. It's been weird watching Atlanta this season because it seems like one game, it'll be like kind of like this game where the offense plays pretty well, but then the defense does terribly. And then there'll be another game where the defense does pretty well, but the offense does really bad. Like, they could be good if they could get both their offense and defense to click at the same time, but they just haven't been able to do that yet. Um, so, Zach, what kind of what a uh, what other like takeaways did you have from this game? Because I know you watched some of this. Well, Atlanta was supposed to be having that soul searching week, and it it did not. Oh, really? That, yeah, this their coach had said like like the secondary and everything, like they got together, and it was like quote-unquote like a soul-searching week that they had they they felt good this is a desperate team usually teams are most dangerous when they're desperate so I was worried a little bit with my pick of with my Houston pick but 
at the same time, Houston was also a little bit desperate, not as desperate uh, as Atlanta was, but still they needed to win this at home with a tied division race. Uh, but yeah, Atlanta season's done. I'm, it was an overreaction to say at week one, but it's not an overreaction now. I'm, I'm really disappointed in Atlanta, and they they couldn't stop anything. I, I think this is honestly more bad Atlanta than than good Houston. Atlanta's they really their defense hasn't been good. I mean, it's I know I picked. You're looking down at the playoff predictions. I know. Yeah. I know. I knew, at least I knew Connor had them yeah. winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah not that, a good, not a good start for yeah. uh, you guys there with Atlanta. That that hurts, man. It, it's it's a it's a shocker. I, coming into the season, I I thought much more highly about them than what I've seen, and yeah, so no no soul searching for Atlanta. Maybe I don't know what they're gonna try and do next week. Try and spin it off as like redemption or whatever. I don't know. But and and here's the thing too. I want to say. Uh, Matt Ryan, his like excuse or whatever I heard one time is that, oh, I don't really get I like since they only play AFC teams, a certain AFC team once every four years. He's like, oh, I'm not familiar with these AFC teams. So that's why I'm losing to them. So to say like that was his kind of like excuse was like, I'm not okay, very familiar. But Houston, yeah, but like the, the AFC te- the AFC teams aren't familiar with them either. So yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> wow! So, wow! I, I well, wish I, mean, I wish I we mean, got to play. <laughs> Matt Ryan's defense, it would have. I mean, it's difficult to score fifty four points in a game. I mean, that's what he would have had to have done to yeah. get the win. But I mean, but they also only put up ten against Tennessee last week. So. You know that that's not a valid excuse. I mean, you you've got you've got a whole off season to look at these AFC teams that you're going to play against, and then you have a full week of game planning, like where you look at all their film. I mean, that to say you're, that's a terrible excuse, honestly. I mean, that I, I don't know that I could almost rant. I, this is the first time hearing of this, so like that's <laughs> I yeah, don't know, that's kind of that's kind of a sad excuse. So. Yeah, and I actually I heard it with the uh, with the Indianapolis game. They've played now three of their four AFC teams. They've lost all three, all three games. So I wish we got to play them now. This would be a good time to play them. But yeah, I still, but still, I'm gonna keep that in mind when we come down to to when we play them. I'm gonna be like, okay, Matt Ryan's not prepared for for Jacksonville. He's not familiar He's like, even, with us. He's not well, familiar. Actually, the problem, though, is, like, we play him in, like, the preseason, like, every year. So, like, maybe he's got a little bit more familiarity with us, but still, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> every team runs vanilla offense and defense in preseason. Yeah. And you're playing your backups most of the time. So, I, I I don't know. I mean, like you said, maybe a slight familiarity, but I hopefully we'll, the state we'll, see, we'll see what happens when we play him. But yeah. Yeah. So, and unfortunately our rival the Texans do win that game so for our AFC South since uh, Zach and I are Jags fans the Texans and Colts are now three and two and then our Jags and the Titans are two and three so it's still anybody's game but oh yeah really would have been nice to get that win and if uh if the Chiefs and Falcons could have won today that would have been nice too but it didn't happen um and then I just want to talk about the Green Bay Dallas game real quick. I didn't see this. I was at work, but 
Susan, as a Cowboys fan, was watching it, and I feel bad for her, too, because one of her friends is a Packers fan, and he was, like, texting her the whole game, like, oh, we're winning, and you're not, ooh, like, <laughs> you know, like, she told me she was having to deal with that, but Green Bay, even though the score was Green Bay winning by 10, Green Bay actually had a 24-0 lead at one point in this game, and Dallas started to make a comeback. I heard they got it to 31 to 24 at one point, but I guess Green Bay got a field goal, made it double digits, and then again, and Dallas wasn't able to overcome that. So I don't know if in the second half, if with Green Bay having such a big lead, if they started playing softer on defense or if Dallas started to figure it out. I'm not really sure what happened, but but from what Susan told me, uh, I have a quote from her. Uh, She said that she was very embarrassed while watching this game because of the big deficit that they got behind early. And I asked her, I said, well, I said, was Aaron Rodgers, you know, carving up the Cowboys defense? And she said, well, for the most part, not really. It was really the running game. And, you know, I went and looked at the stats and she was absolutely right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he put up 238 passing yards, but he had no touchdowns. I mean, so he wasn't exactly lighting it up out there. I mean, it seems like for this game, it was very similar to the Jaguars game where how the Jaguars couldn't stop a nosebleed in the run game. And it seemed like Dallas was having the same problem, which is kind of surprising for me because Dallas has such a good has such a good crew of linebackers. And to me, I would have also thought that Dallas would have been game planning for the run a little more with Devontae Adams being out. Like, Rodgers really didn't have many passing weapons out there. So I'm surprised that Green Bay was able to just run all over Dallas like that. So that, that was my takeaway. I don't, did you see any of this game, Zach? Or uh, I didn't watch this game, but, like, I, I was listening to, like, uh, a Green Bay's fans uh he was watching it and he was talking about the game as it was going on live. Uh, so I don't want to say too much about it, but this still just brings me back to my original belief kind of being confirmed that Dallas is just an average team that beats up on, you know, inferior teams. They win the games they're supposed to, but they have yet to have a signature win yet. So they'll have their chances for sure. But, Still, I people were, you know, saying Dallas was like fast tracking them to the Super Bowl after Week Three. But I mean, you got to pump yeah, the brakes. Yeah, that, that was a definite overreaction with them playing the Eli Manning led Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. But uh, I'm still a little bit surprised. I mean, I picked them to win this game. I thought that they were going to get back on the winning track after that close loss to the Saints. Uh, I did not expect them to give up 34 points, so I don't know. Yes, like I said, Susan said she's embarrassed. I don't know how her family is reacting to that. I mean, obviously, they're not happy with it being a loss, but I don't know exactly how they're reacting to it. But, yeah, tough tough loss for the Cowboys this week, so we'll see how they do moving forward that they're going to have – they've got to figure some stuff out. And then I know you uh, were watching – the Colts Chiefs game. I didn't get to see this, but big shocker with the Chiefs losing. So, and obviously we're upset as uh, Jags fans that the Colts won this game. But um, what what were your 
with the Chiefs only getting 13 points, I mean, what were your takeaways? Like, how were the Colts able to stop Mahomes? That, that's what I want to know. Yeah, so I I wasn't watching the entire game, but uh, it was a lot of really good defense by Indy. Um, they they would allow yards, but they wouldn't allow first down, so to say. And then also offensively, kind of like the Jacksonville-Denver game, there were in the second half of that, there was a lot of ball control by Jacksonville, really limiting uh, Denver's opportunity. So time of possession, Indy really dominated on against KC. Uh, they had some turnovers. That's what you got to do against Kansas City. You got to get them to turn the ball over. That happened a couple times key spots uh so yeah i mean it it's kind of shock it was kind of shocking you know seeing kansas city not score you know 25 plus points sorry for the hiccups guys but uh you're good man you're good yeah so i yeah indy is so weird i mean there's certain there's turning into like tennessee like they they lost at home to Oakland, but they won at Arrowhead. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you just can't. <laughs> this is what I love about football, though, is like, even though the Colts won this, like, it's still like, I mean, the the Raiders beat the Bears this week. Last week, Tampa beat the Rams. One of these weeks, New England's going to lose. I'm telling you, they are. Uh, it's it's what I love about this sport is that any any week, any team can win, really. So, yeah, I mean, and even look at um, even though the Patriots Redskins game was 33 to seven. I mean, if you had told me that even at halftime that Washington would have a chance, I would have probably laughed in your face. But I think it was <laughs> like nine to seven or 12 to seven or something like that. Like it was yeah, it was still pretty low scoring at halftime. I mean, and New England was just not looking good offensively at all and but yeah they turned it on in the second half and got the blowout win but you know Zach's right though man that, that that's why I I enjoy this game so much too I mean you can just you know I got a majority of the games right this week but you can never truly tell what's going to happen I mean I would have probably been willing to bet money that the Chiefs would have beat the Colts I mean if I had not felt so confident in the Eagles over the Jets as my survival pick. Like I might have used the Chiefs this week as my survival pick. Oh yeah, obviously I'm glad. Yeah, obviously I'm glad I didn't. I mean, eliminate so, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know like in the Yahoo thing, like I'm in that like 25k contest. So I know like most of the people in that picked. I think like almost half the people picked the Eagles, but I'm pretty sure a pretty good chunk picked the Chiefs. So that'll knock out a lot of people, which is good for me there. But, um. Moving on to the results. I know we don't have this uh, updated, though, so I guess I can't really fully do this. But going into the Monday night game here, though, I know that I was 9-5 and five this week with my predictions. Connor and Nate were each 8-6. and six. Well, You only had four losses, actually. No, I had five. We haven't marked the Chiefs game. It's the oh, Chiefs okay. Game. I don't yeah, know. So yeah. I didn't see that red there. <laughs> yes. Smart I'm not the only one that had a botch tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I was nine and five. Connor and Nate were eight and six. And then 
Zach was six and eight. And then we have the Monday night game left. So Connor cannot pass me this week since I, uh, me and him both have Cleveland, but Nate could tie me if San Francisco wins. That, that's actually going to be a pretty good game, I think. But yeah, I sadly will be working and unable to watch it, but maybe I'll go back and watch it on Game Pass later. But um, yeah, guys, pretty exciting week in football. Let me just bring up the Clutch Crew League real quick um, on the share screen here. Oh, it's my family league there. Um, about to beat Zach's dad. I know he's not going to like seeing that. I'm sure he probably already knows. Um, yeah. So, this is, uh, I am losing to Red Squad. He is the only undefeated member left. I'm down by 55 points with uh, Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb left. So, I'm going to need them to both have monster games in order to win this. But, as you can see here, Lamar Jackson was definitely a big letdown for me. Especially with Jacoby Brissett not really doing much for him. That would have been nice if I could have capitalized on that. And um, Melvin Gordon was a bit of a letdown. I actually forgot that the Seahawks were playing on Thursday night. I probably would have picked up a different defense, but I didn't catch that in time. So that hurt me too. So, and also having Chris Carson on my bench didn't help. But I didn't. At least that was my only uh, bench mistake. At least it wasn't like my whole team where I should have made them. Uh, we had another podcaster matchup this week. Zach beat Connor 142 to 104. Neither of them have any players left, so this one will be official. Um, Connor, it has not been his year in fantasy in either of our leagues, so I do feel bad for him. LaShawn McCoy was a big liability for him, and he has Carolina's kicker who had a 50-something yard field goal blocked. He missed a 40-something yarder, and he missed an extra point, so that would have been 10 more points for him there. And he also had Russell Wilson on his bench. But Zach's bench was solid, too. I mean, Zach, your team, you had a pretty great week all around, like, with your whole team here, your starters and your bench for the most part. So I know you're, yeah, probably, I, I know you're probably feeling pretty good about that. It's it's a good bounce back week. We had an embarrassment last week. This is a nice, nice, uh, nice win, keeping my first place standing in our division. So I, I think I've got a matchup against Mark next week. That's going to be, I mean, that's obviously yeah. like a huge rivalry between us. I, the trash talking will be for real. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm excited oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> we'll definitely be following that one. And speaking of Mark, he is going to get the win most likely. Um, it would be the biggest miracle in the world for Paul if he <laughs> were to get this victory. Um, Paul had some pretty good players, but... Uh, the Rams defense, uh, big liability for him there. Jason Witten didn't do too much this week. Oh, Michael Gallup. Dang, I didn't realize Michael Gallup did that good. I have him in my Blitz team league on my bench. So, And the way that scoring format is, he probably got like 60 points. <laughs> and the way that the way that <laughs> league goes. Um, and then, Alan, I gave you a shout-out in the college episode for how good your Gators have been doing, but you're fantasy football team has been letting you down here lately so um especially considering your opponent didn't even take holiday out who was on bye week so um yeah alan's got some reevaluating to do with his team here and 
we'll see what kind of decisions he makes going forward. But you couldn't really predict that Greg Olson was going to get zero or Delaney Walker was only going to get two. That's pretty rare there, but um, definitely got a lot of things. Maybe not go with a two tight end set. (laughs) Yeah, rolling with two (laughs) tight ends wouldn't be my preferred strategy. When I have those like wide receiver running back tight end flexes, I never put a tight end there, but but he did have some good production on his bench, so it's not completely hopeless for Allen going forward. Um, of course, watch me say all this, and then when I play him in Week Ten, he like destroys me. Like it's <laughs> probably what's going to happen. Um, and then I just want to pull up my Blitz Team League here that I'm representing Clutch Crew Sports in. So let's see. I had Gallup on my bench. He had 24. Oh, he had 35. So it wasn't a huge difference, but. I finally am getting back on track here. I mentioned last week how I was up by like 150, but then I still lost. Um, I pretty much, unless uh, unless Odell Beckham goes out and gets 130-something points, then I've got this win. If that happens, I will rage quit this league, honestly. I will, <laughs> I, will, I, I will rage quit this league and quit updating my team if that happens, but... The one good thing for me about Christian McCaffrey doing so well was at least it helped me in one of my fantasy teams. But obviously, I would have rather him been contained a lot better and the Jags get the win. But so I'm back on the winning track on this league. I uh, okay, I'm one and three right now, so that'll move me up to two and three. And really, my division's actually not doing that good. Most of the better teams are in the other division. So uh, Zach, since you're looking at, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can definitely see how everybody's doing. Uh, Besides the Clutch Crew sports team name, my favorite team name in this league is Jason Garrett's Knob. I don't know what you think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, one word, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So, And New Jack City is a team that I'm mad at because um, he's the one that came back and beat me last week. And actually, if you look at this, too, I have to point this out because this is my first time noticing this, but... I am in last place in my division, but I am the highest scorer in my division and the third highest scorer overall. So I want to, you know, I want to keep uh, holding out hope that I've got a chance here. I, but I've obviously had the case of the bad matchups, but I'm that gives me hope for my team going forward. But anyway, oh yeah, and then I beat Uncle Steve. I'll put this up on the screen in case if he watches this. Take a look at that, folks. <laughs> sure, he, he wouldn't want to see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, I believe that's going to wrap it up. I don't know, Zach, if you had anything else you wanted to add before we close out the show. No, uh, I, I thought that was pretty good there, showing, uh, showing the standings and everything. Uh, just a, a little side note, I guess, to, to tell you all. Uh, I, I netted $2 in DraftKings. Uh, in today's games, Woo! I, yeah, I, I played a uh, a fifty-fifty, no, a double up game, uh, worth five dollars. So I, I got ten dollars from that, really gained five dollars, and then I did a three dollar fifty-fifty, and I lost that pretty close. I was like, I was almost gonna win. Murray Cooper and Zeke just kept scoring points uh in the second half so i i lost that that was only three dollars though so i i gained two dollars from from the weekend not as much as i'd like but it's still more money uh and that's yeah, that's my goal 
So I had Will Fuller actually in in the league I lost in. So dang, you had Will Fuller and you lost. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. But I also Jameis Winston didn't do really much for me. I had him. I had some other people that, or I had Mike Evans who had zero points. So that kind of like Oof. you know it, it leveled it out. Mike Evans played too, right? Like I know he was like questionable or something, but I. No, I'm pretty know. sure. I'm pretty sure he played, but I yeah, I that was that bad. game. That's crazy. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we have for you today, guys. Uh, take care and have a great rest of your day. Peace.